Hello and welcome to the Platform Podcast. I'm Callan Davison and we are doing this live on Twitch tonight. That's right, folks. We are doing another live interview on Twitch. So remember to follow the Twitch channel if you want to check it all out. But joining me on the platform this week is a very, very special guest. Joining me is the mastermind behind the online streaming charity, Generosity. Thank you so much for being here, Joel Rennie. Welcome aboard. <sighs> Callan, I'm excited. I know you've wanted to do this for a while. You got to get all my cool stories out. So I'm really excited. Thank you for having me. Oh, no, no, no. Thank you for being here and taking some time out because I know you were so busy this week leading up to PAX Online and then Generosity this year. So you being able to take some time out to help out is fantastic. So thank you for being here. We just sit here we just sit here giving love like... for the next hour. No, okay. So let's <laughs> so let let's get into this. So this is gonna be a walk down for the for the people that don't know, Generosity is an online um streaming charity that has been running several years where they uh, Joel has headed this up and um they've raised money for all different organizations, Cure Cancer. Um there was um was it Child's Play? No? No. Yeah, yes, Child's Play yeah, Child's Checkpoint. Play. Checkpoint. Cancer. Yeah. So they've raised a lot of money and it's a big event which goes over many days for um, a big marathon sort of stream. But yes, we've got the mastermind here joining us tonight and we're going to talk all things the history of generosity so we can find out how this whole thing began. But before we get into all that, let's go back to the most basic of basic questions. What got you into video games, Joel? When I got a demo CD, you prepped me. This is the one question I'd prep for, and made, I've been thinking about this a lot. I got a demo CD from a from a newspaper. I was sorry, from a magazine in the yeah. from a you know whatever news agency, and um and it had Star Siege Tribes, mm-hmm. and it also and I also got a free a free version of this game called Ultima Online, and those two things. So it was like getting this random box to do with Ultima Online and also Star Siege were these two turning points. So I don't even know which one was which, but those two free examples where it was like, you know, you get a month free and then you can play Ultima Online and then uh, and Star Siege Tribes, the first person like jetpacking games. Mm-hmm. Those were the ones that truly, I feel like I played a lot of console games, but I was always just a kid who got his hands on a console for a little bit. Yep. But it was Star Siege Tribes and Ultima Online were like, you come home and you play until you cannot keep your eyes open. And yeah. then you do the same thing the next day. Nice. The next day. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Um, so I guess I'll ask the question as well off the top here, because I tried to explain what it was, but what is generosity? Generous, generosity, blah, generosity. <laughs> generosity is a gorilla pop-up charity marathon. That's the tagline that I have imprinted in my brain. But the idea is that we show up to a place wherever it is, and we take it over for 48 hours to 96 hours to however crazy long we want to go where content creators, streamers, YouTubers, dancers, singers, whoever, everyone comes in. Absolutely no one gets paid. The charity itself, like the not-for-profit, that's generosity. No one gets paid. It's all volunteer work slash giving of you know, your own time and skills and everything. And we just raise money for charity and then we pack it all up. And the dream is when we leave, people don't even realize that, that's, that it even happened. So we take over like an office Mm -hmm. space. It's like, you know, everyone comes in the week after and they're like, oh, wow, I saw the videos, but everything looks the way it was. Like, what's going on? And I'm like, yes. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, very nice. So take us back to all those years ago. How 
did the concept of generosity originally begin? So I worked in IT back then and I worked for, I worked for a company where like the, the, the managing director and owner of the company was, he was lovely, but it was like, I was not cut out to work in IT in the way I managed to get into becoming, you know, a, a system administrator and all this stuff, but like the job and what I wanted to do with my life and my, the whole crazy mess that is me just weren't in the same in sync. And, uh, and one day I was in this, I had to network up this training room because they had this like a real estate training room uh, downstairs with like a projector and they had some unused office space behind it. And I kind of looked around because I had to network it up and I realized that I could run a network cable and bypass the entire system that usually slows down the internet and I could have really fast internet down there and I would be able to stream something when in Australia, you getting, getting your hands on good internet was, was just the hardest thing ever. And so it was just realizing that there was this amazing internet connection there. It was the brother-in-law of the owner of the company owned, owned a ISP and they had given this unmeted, no one cared, amazing up, amazing down internet connection. And I was like, what can we, like, what can you do here? And then there were about 20 different iterations of things that never happened. Like just being like, oh my God, we should run this thing. Wouldn't that be crazy? And then it was like, no, actually, that would be crazy. That no one would go to that. <laughs> and then, <laughs> have you got any examples of these that you can tell us? Uh, I wanted to run. Uh, so I wanted to run panels. At one point, I was like, it could be like a single panel room where when guests from overseas come from a developer or publisher, they can kind of get guests come, to come in and they can do like one panel one time in this room, and then that's the entire thing. And I was like, no one's really going to commit to that much effort doing that. But then the crazy ones were running a. I wanted to run a no money involved uh, like swap meet for nerdy things and gaming where everyone yeah. barters with each other. Oh, wow. So gotta, like, and, and I wanted to build these booths that were like pretty much two meters wide, like the tiniest booths because the room wasn't even that big and to ring the whole room with booths. So everyone, it would become this insane little hidden uh, marketplace. Yep. And uh, that would have been, Yes. Those are just two. Nice. I, I wanted to actually, I wanted to run a League of Legends competition there as well. I was going to run a, back in the day when I met one person from Riot Games who was like, sounds like a good idea. I was like, I'm going to pitch it to them. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so please continue taking on through how generosity originated. Oh, so thank you for keeping me on track because I'm going to go all over the place. Yeah. Um, it was like... This sounds weird. I mean, I'm saying this in a happy way. Like I'm in a super amazing place in my life now. Mm -hmm. Like life is amazing. Uh, but when generosity happened, it was like, it was one of those moments where I was kind of like everything in my life sucks and video games are great. Like the gaming side, like being able to go home and play games. Like that's the thing you kind of look forward to. But it's those moments where you're kind of like, I was in a lot of debt, which I didn't talk about for ages until now I can. Cause I'm like, I'm totally out of debt. So it's fantastic. Um, but I was actually 46 grand in debt. Uh, oh my God. On, yeah, on frozen credit cards. So what I would do is I would transfer uh, my money. It's a long story. The story gets even way longer if you go into the rest of it. But um, I was in a situation where I was kind of like, I've kept plodding along paying rent for a full house mm -hmm. when I really should have found, should have dealt with something like, you know, moved out or moved to another place or got a new housemates. So complicated. But um, I just let it, I just tried to, I ignored it for so long. And then I was like, okay, I want to run this thing one time 
and do something good for charity before I leave this job. And because I've got to chase more money to get myself out of the situation I put myself in mm-hmm. is the best way to put it. Yep. So generosity really came out as like a last ditch effort. It was like, I'm going to give notice and I'm going to, you know, like I'm going to leave this role. Um, but if I leave, I can't run something in the space. So it became this kind of like holding on at the job while getting essentially locking in, you know, running this one event. But then as for it actually happening, I went to the owner. So it was Rain and Horn is a real estate agency. Like, I don't know if you, do you know, do you know Rain and Horn? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I know Rain and Horn. Yeah. Yeah. So Angus Rain was like the big boss in the corporate office that I was in. And he had this training room and it was $800 a day to rent. And I went up to him and I said, can I use this thing, you know, to run a charity event, et cetera. And he said, put together a pitch, put together some type of document and I'll review it with the board. And so I got a document together and he called me in and he said, we've all looked at the, the, you know, the document and, you know, unfortunately the board think that, you know, this is, we've really, we've done a lot of charity things and this, we're not too sure how this would work, et cetera. And so the board has voted like no to running this event. Uh, however, I can overrule them. And so I think that you nerds should just have fun. You got it yet. <laughs> That's awesome. That's so good. Yeah. So you nerds have fun was like, I remember like shaking, you know, just those moments where you're like, oh my God, I've been, yeah. And so it's, it was just a matter of, it was brainstorming and brainstorming and brainstorming with so many wild ideas. Mm-hmm. And then I even like, so I, yeah, I essentially, when I feel like I've glossed over a tiny bit that I've been, you know, like on the day when I kind of decided to make this thing about generosity, uh, this is super emo. I'm just prepping you and anyone who's watching or listening. Um, but I actually, long story short, had cried that day. So I didn't, you know, I don't, I don't cry very often, but it was just a sad day. And I'd actually, a lot of stuff had happened and I went and I cried and I didn't want anyone in the office to see that I had cried. Cause it was that kind of thing where it's like, I cry so seldomly, but I'm the ugliest cry you have ever seen. And so I actually went and hid in that. I kind of like was like, oh, I've got to network this training room anyway. I'm going to like go there instead of going back to the office. And, I'll, right. and then if anyone says, where have you been for the last hour? I'd be like, oh, I was just mapping the network pods. And um, that was where it all kind of clicked with generosity. So the idea was to do something just really kind, like something that was this, just do something like at its core, something that's just nice. So it was like yep. charity, raise money for charity. I had a lot of... Yeah, I had a lot of friends that were dealing with a lot of mental health issues in their lives. So it was that choice to go checkpoint was to kind of show them that it's something that you can talk about. Yep. And it's something that when you talk about it, that's how you can get help with it. And um, I guess a part of that process to to like looking at yourself and realizing it's time to, you know, like I can be happy with my life. And um, yeah, yeah. Where where did the name oh. come from? How did you come up with the name? So I actually I'm still trying to figure out who I was on the phone phone to. Um, I think I I could have sworn it was Cam. I had been telling people about the event and contacting people, and there was a guy by the name of Cam who ran the Rootsith event, so like RTX Sydney, mm-hmm. um, and he worked for Hannaby at the time. They're one of the groups that I was emailing about the scene, and um, I got a private number phone call when I was at a urinal. So I was at the, in the bathroom <laughs> and I was peeing and I had thought of about 40 or 50 names 
Like so many different names. And generosity was not actually the one that was winning the name war of like, what should be the best name? Yeah. And um, they said to me, oh, what's it called? And I was just like, oh, like, you know that moment where you're not using the urinal, but you had, you've just finished. <laughs> yes. And it's awkward and you just don't want to be on the phone any longer than you kind of have to. Yeah. And you, you don't really realize how you got into the situation you're in. Yeah. And um, yeah, and I was like, oh, generosity with a Z. And then I ran to a computer, washed my hands and ran to a computer. Uh, and then I registered the domain and the Twitter <laughs> handle and like, just kind of like, was like, oh God, I've actually got to like, I guess it's committed. Wow. It so yeah. oh, what were some of the other names you had before you came out with generosity? I, actually, I can't find the list. I had the, most of them were terrible, but, uh, there was, there was one other that, um, there's another one that I want to say, but there will probably be a, a, like later on you know, there'll probably be a generosity blah edition and it'll actually be the other name. Right. So okay. Like, yes. Yeah. Yep. No. The one that was actually the one I feel like we should have gone with. Yeah. Still, still to this day is, uh, it's <laughs> kind of blocked away. Uh, so, but, um, so tell us about that first show. Like you've gone on the origins yeah. of generosity and, and things like how, how did you start wrangling people together for the show? And how did the show go as a whole? It was because I was like a random IT guy, just inviting people and trying to get things together. But then I also had done a, I studied like a Bachelor of Music Arts Management, which had event organizing and it had all these skills where I was kind of like, I know how to do this. Like I've studied this, I've run weird, you know, things here and there and all this stuff. And like, I'd also worked in the music industry a bit, all this stuff. So, um, so the, everything felt kind of like ticking the boxes and like, you've got to have a Gantt chart with your tasks. You've got to have a run sheet. You've got to like, it all felt very kind of practiced from, from other things that I'd done. However, the absolute hardest part was getting people to reply when you invite them to an event. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and um, yeah. And it's actually, so like with the, you know, the very first one. Uh, so I was doing a podcast at the time with like Zach, Victor and Lido with these three people I was streaming with. And that's when, Lido came on to help with generosity by being the person who could open those, like, he was like, Hey, I'm a Twitch partner. So I can actually get a response from, so we, we got a, a bunch of people, like I managed to line up a lot of people on my own, but I couldn't get a hold of hopefully like just a few big streamers. It was, yeah. that, that was kind of the plan was to, if you have a few big ones, you can have this mixture of big and small, you can have this whole, you know, mix up of all this different stuff. And, um, but that was the hard, that was absolutely the hardest part was trying to get people to realize that I was not scamming them. Yeah. Yep. Like I actually offered generosity to, to five people, five, three people in two organizations where it was getting really close to the time when I had given notice, like four weeks notice and generosity was running on the last weekend before I ended at at that job. Mm -hmm. So I was worried that they wouldn't let me run it if I, you know, went over past that that four week notice and um and so i turned to uh, you know five different two groups slash three people one of them was yug because i knew that yug was yug from Bax. yeah and i showed him the document and i said i just need so i need some credibility to sit behind this name like is there any chance that you would just take it you can call it like yug's generosity or <laughs> you know whatever it is and i was yeah. like you can just have it like i'm just doing one one and done, you can have it. I've got the hardware, the, the location, I've got everything sorted. 
And um, and he was like, I think you know all the best. Like, you know, good luck. But like, I don't think you know, I don't think I would do that or whatever it is. And um, and I also tried to give it to the Oz Hadu, which is Nine Nine New York Street Battles. It's kind of like one of these, one of the Street Fighter, like you know, the fight game tournament groups. Mm-hmm. And um, they came and had a look at the space. And I told them everything and I've showed them the plans and everything. And then they said, oh, thanks. We'll, we'll think about it. And later on, they told me, they were like, you were so friendly and it all seemed too good to be true that we were sure that it was a scam. Like, we just couldn't figure out what your- Wow. They were like, why would you give us a free venue and a free and have all the infrastructure and you run it for free? Like, what's going on? Like- Yeah. Yeah. So it was a- Wow. A wild time. So, so how did, so once the event came about, how did it actually go like- you know, the the first one, uh, first one went really well. I think we raised six thousand four hundred dollars. I actually and uh, I managed to pull favors from everyone I knew. So it was like Schlee, um helped build the website and build all this different stuff and get all the stuff running because uh, I've known Schlee for forever because we played Ultima Online together as well, mm-hmm. which is why Ultima Online is the best. Uh, and then, and Nick, who was a friend of mine, who's been a cameraman for years, mm-hmm. uh, allowed, you know, lent us old gear, uh, just on the condition that we didn't break anything. And he came in and he asked, and he filmed the, you know, most of the event as well. So it was like, it went really well, but it went really well because I was very lucky. I think that was kind of like one of these major turning points of going, I'm trying to run this thing all by myself. And like, I want to like contain all this thing and I'm going to do all the parts. And then there was this like defining moment in that first, uh, the first event where I was like, there are all these people that can do so many things better than me and they're lovely and they want to do, they want to do stuff for charity as well. Mm-hmm. This should be, this is so much better when it's a bunch of people working together. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, at, so was it at that point that you decided to do a generosity too? I don't think there's ever been except for this very last PAX, PAX Oz in 2019, I think after every single generosity, uh, I've talked to Slee and been like, that's it. Like, that's yeah. the last one. Every single show is the last show uh, because it's just, it, there's so many moving parts. Like, getting a venue for free is also so difficult. Mm-hmm. Like, even when you say we're going to do this thing for charity, and we, et cetera, et cetera, I, I've yet to, we're lucky enough to have like Audio Technica and then PAX. Yeah. So we're lucky enough to have two venues now uh, a year to run our two shows. But up until then, it was, we went back to Rain and Horn for four shows in a row. Yeah. Even though I had finished working for them after the first one. And each time it was like, it was by the skin of our teeth. Like it was, it was mainly because of Angus Rain, like loving what we were doing and being like, it's awesome. Like you making use of the space and raising money for charity, but we, yeah, we just, it was always this, this kind of battle of almost getting in trouble every 20 minutes. Cause we're throwing shaving cream around and eggs are getting splattered on things. And, you know, and then you've got to clean up and then yep. like, I have this really vivid memory of vacuuming. There was a training room session that was going to run in the morning and everyone was going to ri- arrive at 7am. And I remember it's like, 5 45 and i'm just vacuuming up beanbag balls because i'm like and so like it's it's me vacuuming it up and i'm so sleep deprived and i'm like okay and i'm just repeating in my head i'm like vacuum up the balls put the tables down put the chairs back vacuum up the balls put the tables down put the chairs back and that was like my whole 
that's all that was left to me as as a human was like after this charity marathon was just to try and get it so that we wouldn't get in trouble for messing the place up wow so um another person that's been involved in generosity along the journey is um austin your other half pretty much like not in that way but i mean like he's like the (laughs) ying to your yang you know that's true like a um how did you meet austin and how did you manage to get him involved in generosity i went i went to so i went to a pax media party uh I was lucky every PAX I've, I always just love going to the media nights. Like it's like every year it's that one thing that I, that I look forward to each year is like, I can't wait to go to PAX to go to PAX and then also go drink and just meet new people. And it's just, it's so amazing. And um, when I went to one that I got a plus one to, it was a world of, uh, world of tanks, no okay. world of warships. Okay. Yep. World of warships. Um, they, I was like, screw it. I got an invite. I don't play this game, but I'm still going to go because I got an invite and I had a plus one. So I brought Shlee with me. We rock up. There's a big line of people trying to actually go to the event, but then they've got their own special VIP line. And I was like, this is so cool. We get to cut the line. And we walk in and there's just one other person there for like half an hour because everyone who had media only wanted to kind of show up, you know, as the thing was starting. Right. But Shlee and I, because free drinks and free food. Yeah. Like, you want to get in as early as you can, you know, because like... Mm-hmm. And um, so there's this dude standing there with this huge beard and long hair. And I like looked at him and he looked at me and I kind of, we both looked away and then I kept talking to Shlee and then I looked over at him and he looked at me and we both looked away. And then I was, I said to Shlee, if he looks at me one more time, I have to go over and say hi. Cause like, I just can't stand the idea that this dude is here by himself. And what if he doesn't know anyone? And, you know, and then Austin looked over and I just walked over <laughs> and I was like, Hey, what's up? <laughs> And and then when we started talking, I was like, well, what are you doing for the rest of the night? He was like, oh, I was just going to hang out here. And I was like, no, the real party is over at the Final Fantasy fourteen party. Yeah. Like Pez had kind of, you know, helped organize through Reboot. Um, this I was like, you got to come and meet everyone. And so I just went and like paraded him around being like, this is Austin. He's from America. He works for Monstervine. He's managing it. He's <laughs> just like, who is this person? Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, and he... I invited him to generosity and he crazily showed up um, like he was a backpacker and he came. God, I don't even remember how he got there. <laughs> I, I think he might've actually flown down just to help. And then I was like, it, things weren't running as smoothly as they could. I feel like generosity. There's always something, the wheels are like, it's like riding a bus, but building a bus at the same time. Yep. It's like a part of, you know, and um, the sign we'd recently got the sign and we needed it painted and and it was one of the hottest days in sydney and no one wanted to paint it yeah and then i was like i i i'm happy to paint it but i have to do a b and c and we're starting in like four hours but you know i've got like update the website and whatever and so every single person who came by was just like hey do you want to paint a sign and everyone was like no like it's boiling out there why would i go outside and paint a sign and then austin was just like yeah right and i was like this guy (laughs) Yes. <laughs> wow. He was drenched, drenched uh, and sad. and you haven't let him go since. No, it's I. I don't know how I managed to keep him around. I'm um, very. I'm so lucky. So <laughs> over the years, generosity started to evolve, and you started to grow, grow bigger, etc. Um, I know in 2018, you had a little tiny room up on the second 
floor of PAX Oz. How did that all be, yes. like come about? Oh, that was, so I kind of talk about this. This is like the best worst kept secret ever. But when I wrote that document of what I wanted generosity to be, I was like, I wrote out, I, I wrote all these outrageous goals. Like I just, it was just, you know, when you're free form thinking of a thing mm-hmm. and I wrote a roadmap of like, wouldn't it be crazy? Like we're doing one and that's it. But yep. also, wouldn't it be crazy if this happened? And um, and one of those things was, uh, Paxos is like the heart of gaming in Australia, or at least like you know that's that's my view. You know, like it's, yeah, yeah. And um, I remember going to the first Paxos, and it changed my perception for everything, for what I wanted to do in my career and what I wanted to do in my life. And um, so going to Paxos and being a part of Paxos was always like a just a goal. It'd be like, wouldn't it be crazy if this was big enough to one day be, be a Paxos? And so I spent 12 months, the moment Paxos 2017 ended, mm-hmm. I did, no, we got to go jump back a year before that. Right. When did I meet you, Callan? You met when me, you, you, you met Carl and I in 2017. Yeah. So in 2017, I was like, okay, in life, people aren't going to just give you stuff. Like no one's, if you just say, oh, I want a job or I want a, this or whatever, mm. people are always like, no. And then you're like, ah. Oh. So I was like, I'm going to invent like a thing that doesn't exist that would make packs like better or add to packs. And then I'm just going to go out there. And I went to Yug, who was, you know, running packs at the time. And I was like, I've got this idea to run a podcasting booth. I'm going to call it Podcast on the Promenade. Here's the branding. It's going to be supported by Checkpoint, is going to be supported by Generosity. Uh, I know the dudes from Audio Technica and they're down to do it. We get all these podcasters coming through and it just is one extra cool feature where every, and I talked to the bar owner, like the one of the bar owners yep. on the promenade and they promised a free drink for every person who would come in and they had this really awesome little room. So I was like, it would just be one extra cool thing where any podcast you get will come and record an episode there because they'll get a free drink. And they'll be able to do their recording and they won't have to bring their own equipment and it'll just keep keep things easy for podcasters. So you rock up, do your time, you can go back to the show. And then Yug was like, okay, this is this is cool. Like this is a cool little feature, you know, thing. I'll you can do it. And then that was all to pave the way to get generosity to be a PAX. Right. So it was like, so that was the generosity podcast on the promenade. So it was just to kind of almost prove that we can pull this thing off. So I remember paying Austin when he was down here, uh, paying Austin with like old consoles that I owned. Yeah. Cause he is obsessed with console. He can't say no to vintage console, anything. Yeah. So um, I remember giving him like a, I don't even remember like a Sega Saturn. It was a Sega Saturn wow. with uh with Virtual Cop 2 and two other games. And he was like, fine, I'll do it. So he, sp- he gave up like eight hours of his day at PAX to sit and record podcasts instead of, running around packs but um yeah so that that led the way to the conversation about being there uh in 2018 yes and that's when uh so then luke lancaster took over as the content manager like over you know guy um Blumberg? yeah wow guy Blumberg. yeah wow yes. that's good i even know yeah. his name come on man <laughs> yeah I was, like, <laughs> I was like yeah i was like i just call him young um <laughs> Yeah, and so he, when Luke took over, I, I remember when I heard that Luke had taken over, I booked a meeting with him and I said, when I went to the meeting, I was like, all right, I'm going to tell you every crazy idea that that Yug ever said no to 
just in case you're interested. <laughs> it was like, I'm just going to tell you all the crazy ideas. Like they're all the things that like just didn't line up to what he needed to do or what, you know, or whatever, but I'm just going to throw them, throw them at you. Mm -hmm. And yeah. And he was interested in giving generosity space. It was like, we have certain spots of the show that we give, we, you know, invite different communities in. We, we wanted, we're really inclusive and supportive for like, you know, if you're charity based or if you're just a, a community group that wants to have representation at PAX. So he was like, I'll give you a once off kind of spot. And that ended us in that tiny room. Yep. Um, upstairs. Did you know and Luke Lancaster well before that? No, right. I did not. Yeah. Wow. I, um, it was more just like, I've wanted to do this for a while. And, you know, I feel like Yug. Yug had his, you know, because he, because Yug was there from the beginning, he'd kind of set things up in the way that he wanted them to be kind of set up from content side. Mm -hmm. So as soon as Luke came along, I was like, maybe he wants to take some crazy risks yep. because we, we are a big risk. Yeah. Generosity. <laughs> so you were in a tiny room, you were in a tiny room in 2018. And um, when Carl and I came on board in 2019, you guys have been promoted to the Wombat Theatre. How did you go from that tiny room to one of the three main stages at Paxos? It, it was, I think, I am, I have like a moustache. I'm like a, a big dude with a beard and moustache and long hair. And I've got like, my eyes are always jumping all over the place and everything. So like, I'm not exactly, I'm, I'm just shifty by nature in a certain way. So it's like... But like, it's weird. It's like, I, I want to do anything I can to make generosity get really big because it feels really good to raise money for charity. And it feels like a really huge badge of honor to be able to keep it silly. Mm -hmm. And like my my agenda is to make sure that we can keep being silly, yeah. which is such a weird agenda. But it's like, I don't want to become a corporate charity. I want to I want us to keep being able to do whatever we want to do. And, you know, have people slapping people in the face with shaving cream and like <laughs> eggs and all of the silly Cause I think that's hilarious. Like, I yeah. love <laughs> and, um, and so go, going to that theater, um, we missed the window of opportunity to be at PAX 2019. Like we just, we couldn't get things. We couldn't find funding. We couldn't get our act together. We so many different things just, it couldn't happen. Mm -hmm. And um, when it got to the point where I was talking to Luke, he was like, no, it's already, it's, you know, all the spots we've given away, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then I started bugging him with ideas i was like what if you know generosity runs in the hallway and we build our own booth in the hallway and he was like no no nah, not really or like i kind of like i kept throwing all these different things in and then at one point he said okay there's this group who are going to be there and uh we want you to support them so like maybe you can work alongside them and you can yep. do their in between segments mm -hmm. like they've got a stage and they're doing their content and then you can jump between so then uh we tried to work with that group and they would, they were just straight out. They were like, no, nah, not going to have it. Um, they just didn't. And, and so I started kind of dismantling what generosity has. Cause I was like, Schlees made these custom point of sale donation, tap and go donation stations that. Wait, Schlee actually could, made could, those. Yeah. He wrote the whole thing. And it's oh like, he's yeah. He bought like <laughs> these cheap mobiles and this little pad. And then he did the coding so you can tap. Yeah. So we are like, we've got this custom, tap and go donation station with like minimal, you know, transaction fees and all this stuff. We'll take off the generosity logo and you can put on your logo and just, just use them. Cause if we can't be at PAX anyway, you, you guys might as well use the, the stuff. Yep. Um, and 
they yeah they unfortunately fortunately for us but like unfortunately for them they they just they were like nah it's you know we we don't want to do it um and then luke i don't know what changed i don't know where at which point but luke was like how about you guys take over that wombat theater and run generosity at the wombat theater and it was he was like can you do it can you feel that can you feel that stage like can you is this too much is this too much of a risk but the thing is the day that he asked me was one hour after um we had so well just sorry i'm just getting my own own head time um after the first generosity i think the second one i started up those wizards to do to kind of because i was because i had gotten out of it i was chasing doing video and live streaming so i got like I filmed like 50 weddings and I uh, worked for CNBC for a brief time, like in their studio doing all the stuff. And uh, so I saw those wizards to be like a gaming video production agency, live streaming video, whatever. Mm-hmm. And, um, and the dream for that was obviously to work on packs because it'd be amazing to do video for packs. Yeah. And so I went to a meeting where we got approval to be the video production agency for PAX Oz. So like we were the official video production agency for PAX Oz 2019. And then Luke said, hey, can we go grab some lunch? And then he was like, I want you to have the Wombat Theater for generosity. And I was like, "Wow!" I just said yes to like. <laughs> yeah. How, how did it make you feel when that happened? Like that responsibility lumped on you. <laughs> it, it was like, it was exciting because it, if, if the, we didn't have the team that we have, like I, I really struggle in. Like what I was trying to push, I know that with the videos for this packs and the last packs, like I keep getting in front of a camera because I'll be like, we need to make a video about this thing. And then Ben or Toby would just be like, sick, get in front of the camera, let's do it. And they do it. But I really, really want everyone to know about everyone else who works on generosity because it absolutely would not be where it is without the people, like everyone else working on it. Like you, like you and Carl selling pins outside the front of like, you when when everyone was like someone's just going to stand there in front of the wombat theater and sell pins and mm-hmm. no one's coming to relieve you like there's no there's not enough of a plan to figure out you know what's happening but we need someone out there you know selling pins and that's not as much fun as running around packs yeah like you know like it's it's how you can put it any way you kind of want but like it would just be more fun to run around packs and stand and sell pins yeah and so it actually it means so much when when everyone makes those sacrifices so that mm-hmm. the show can be as amazing as it is. Yeah. And so um, I wouldn't have been able to say yes if, if, the, if everyone in the team wasn't as both amazing yeah. as everyone is, but also as wild. Like, <laughs> I know that, like, I love to make giant promises, but I, I love that. I love how much everyone cares and how hard everyone works. Like, yeah. like I've said it before, like, when the first generosity happened, like she was helping with the first generosity. And I was like, come on, man, be a co-founder. Like you're here, be a co-founder. And he was like, no, no, no. All I did was just some stuff. And I'm like, you did stuff. Like it's, you know, everyone, cause I wanted everyone who worked on the first show. I was like, everyone can be a co-founder, like go for it. Like we're going to do this. And she and Nick were both like, nah. And then I was like, but it's what, why not? <laughs> yeah. Like why, you know, it's, it's such a weird, but you know, Anyway, but Shlee, you know, if it weren't for like Shlee with his, his approach to solutions and technology um, and his brain for it, like with Austin, 
I can go on such a list, like Ben and Toby even, like the reason why those wizards got the contract to be, to look after Pax Oz was because a year before I said to Ben and Toby, hey, I can't be there to make any kind of first reveal video for Pax. Yeah. But if you guys, like I've got this theory that if you guys make a video for Generosity that is the first video out out of everyone, so go and get all the best shots you can think of and get it out by like 1 p.m., it's going to be the thing on Twitter that everyone will see as the first good video of PaxOz. And then one year from now, we can be the video production team for PaxOz because they, they'll look at the video we did like for free and they'll be like, why wouldn't we, you know, hire yeah. these guys? Like, look at the video. So that's exactly. Then I spent the next 12 months chasing that. So I was like, <laughs> check this out. Look at it. And like, so, so I owed it to them. Uh, PaxOz <laughs> yeah. 2019 was probably your biggest success up to that point getting to the stage the amount of money you raised which was over forty thousand dollars which was crazy insane for kill cancer that was absolutely incredible yeah. uh but then yeah. in um january 2020 we had defiers go through australia or oh, and december january uh, yeah. around that time um what happened with the bushfire event like how did that kick off so so many shows actually started specifically due to tolga and I don't think a lot of people don't really know that, but what Togo would do is out of nowhere, he'd just tweet at me, he'd DM me on Twitter and be like, yo man, I miss you. I just miss generosity and I'm sad. Like, I just wish we could all just have another one. Hmm. And that was literally so often the turning point to being like, you know what, let's just have another one. And um, that was easily three of the previous shows were from Togo just being like, I miss hanging out yep. and being idiots. Like, let's do it. Like, I know I said that was the last one, but let's do it. And so. The one for the bushfires, uh, Josh, or like J-Dude, was like, these bushfires suck. We should do something about it. And I was like, yeah, we should. And he's like, we should, we should like, what, do a generosity? And I was like, yeah, let's do a generosity. Let's do a tweet and we'll run a virtual event with no physical space, just like this current one's about to be. Like, Shlee and I have been working on these, you know, all these weird solutions and designs for a while. And we'll just do a remote one. It'll be chill you know, minimal, no physical space, whatever. Mm -hmm. So we did a, did the tweet and we didn't make it as clear as we thought we would and <laughs> thought we had. And within about an hour, Audio Technica had messaged us saying, hey, our venue is ready. We've got the dates booked out. <laughs> you guys got, we, we give you all the gear in the warehouse, like whatever you need. And we we're like, okay, okay. Like this wasn't the plan. And then M-Wave were like, hey, yo, we're putting PCs on standby. How many do you need? It's going to be like six. And we're like, we're just doing a show now in like two weeks. <laughs> yeah. So, so was that the biggest scramble to organize a generosity in that two week period? That, that was, I would say it's really difficult. I felt really calm in that scramble in such a weird way, because when I had to do like, when I work with Ben and Toby and those wizards like doing video for packs, I feel like that scramble for that show was the first show that I had to hand over a lot of stuff that I had done over to Austin to then be the showrunner, you know, for the stage. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that one was more of a scramble because I'm such a, like, all over the place. My brain is all, all over the place. And so, like, yep. trying to transfer that knowledge to Austin was terrifying because I was like, I know that I'm going to miss several things and he's going to have to live with that <laughs> information. Um, I, I would say PAX, yeah, PAX 2019 was the biggest scramble. Um, yeah. But the bushfires was just, it was so good. It was no. so amazing. 
yeah. Has there um has there been any problems along the way that you've had with generosity in itself, like that you've had to overcome? Like just some brief examples. We don't have to go into every I'll crazy say, thing. Yeah, I go into... No, 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 um, no, no. You can talk as much as you want, but you know, it, <laughs> you know, um, yeah, just some sort of things that you've overcome along the way. Yeah, I think I'm. Um, I can get very. It's not even stubborn. I guess kind of stubborn. I'm so relaxed in so many things. And then sometimes I can fixate, like even recently with Schlee saying, let's use a scheduling, let's do scheduling this way to get people's times. And I was like, that would never work. And then it turns out it was a fantastic solution. I'm like, God, I wish I wasn't, I don't know why this happens to me. Yeah. Um, I think it would just be, the, the problems would probably just come from like, I think, you know, with like leader leaving, which is the thing I never, I, I talk about privately when you're saying on here is that, you know, Lito and I had a fight and he left generosity and we still chat a lot, but it's one of those things where um, it kind of forces you to just look at yourself a lot. Yeah. Like, do you ever get those kind of, you get really reflective over the, you know, like at what price do you do a thing or like when you have, when you have a test of a friendship or if you have a falling out or if you have a, or burnout or whatever it is. And you're kind of like, is this, yeah, I would say that that is almost the trouble is, yep. is, is, deciding if you are where the line is for yourself with certain things. And then even when you think you know what it is, abandoning it and always going over it, mm -hmm. like every generosity, I'm like, I'm going to do this smarter and healthier. And every generosity, I'm like, I'm going to pull 18 hour days <laughs> and I'm going to, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I would say those are the hard, the harder parts are just those kind of like, yeah. I'm really happy that I you know, still talk to Lido and that and everything with that. I know that's such a weird topic to talk about, no, especially okay. on a stream. It's, and it's, a, it's all right. Like Lido, <laughs> was, Lido was a part of generosity from the start. Yeah. So, um, yeah. of course, his name would come up. Um, would Over the journey, yeah. would there be anything you would have done differently? Is there anything that you would like to go back and actually change or do differently? Uh, I think I would have gone straight to... Sam, Ryan, you, Carl, <laughs> like, you know, Annie. Um, you didn't know I, Carl I, and I back then. <laughs> <laughs> that's, no, that's, you know, and going to like, you know, what, Fell, I'm thinking, so Fell, Dom, who am I? I got to be missing someone at this point. Uh, AJ. Oh, AJ, of course, but like AJ, you don't even know what to say. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I would have gone to everyone. <laughs> if I could have knowing that there were people out there who would be willing to just like work hard for charity, which is something that I find really hard to ask of people Yeah. because I like, I, I know that I've got a weird like drive. Like I can kind of, I know like, you know, how I, I know where, when I, what I'm comfortable with giving up. So yeah. like, I'm like, I'm going to stay awake for 42 hours and I know I'm going to feel like crap for a week afterwards, but like I'm doing that by my own decision. Like no one's really asking me to do it. So it's really hard to ask that of anyone ever. Yep. And um, it's why I, yeah. So I'm so thankful for people coming in and, and being like, no, I want to do crappy tasks. Yeah. I would do them like Austin, like <laughs> he, Austin he's, he's, he's always smiling about it too. I've noticed. I know. I know. Um, <laughs> uh, here's, here's a question for you. What does generosity mean to you? I think generosity, oh man, I've been asked this before as well and I still never have a good answer for this. I think it means that 
if it's like that i'm going to misquote a powerful quote but it's like you know all it takes for evil to triumph is for you know good people to do nothing like i think what generosity is is it's so many people want to make a difference or so many people want to help in some way to make the world better or to help with a specific charity or like is an example like cancer is terrible and everyone hates cancer and it's like fuck i wish cancer would go away and it's like what generosity to me is like it represents that action to actually just tackle the negative the bad things in this world i know that sounds so vague so like it's the idea yeah it's a terrible terribly vague that generosity to me is like it's to do that in a way that is fun which is hilarious because you wouldn't think that those two can kind of pair up yeah but it's like we have to be depressed or a dour or take ourselves too seriously it's like we can actually tackle big issues mm-hmm. while also doing it in a way that doesn't come at a cost to ourselves in what normally people would take that cost to it's kind of like yep. that ongoing like dourness that kind of surrounds certain topics or mm-hmm. like taboos in life that yeah has terribly weathered. has generosity <laughs> had an emotional impact on you I think it's made me so much happier because I, I think I would have definitely called myself uh, a failure until generosity. <laughs> I feel like everything in my life, I was always like, man, I can't believe I fucking gave up on that. Or I can't believe I, you know, either by choice or by circumstance, I would, you know, stop different projects or I would move on to a thing or whatever it is. And so I think a big emotional part to me was just like, seeing that belief of like if you just work hard if you work hard on something and you care about it mm-hmm. and you don't give up because yep. that, that like i said when we got told no to be at pax it was like i annoyed the crap out of luke i was like <laughs> what about you know like what about if we're on the stairs of the venue and we and we have a red carpet and that's how we run generosity or like yeah you know what if we go to the chill out room and do it what if we book out a venue across the road like it was just like yeah, it's wow. just sticking to that kind of commitment of, yeah. And it comes at that price because you can annoy the crap out of people. Yep. Like I've had Lewis from Twitch tell me once, like one day I kind of, he, he turned to me and he was like, you know, you, you're so much like nicer to hang around when you're not trying to get something out of me. I was like, it's only because I'm trying to get front page for a charity event, okay? <laughs> it's like, it's not for me, it's for charity. And he's like, it's just nice to be able to just hang out. So I'm like, cool. So what's next for generosity? What, like, we, we've, we've got PAX Online coming up soon and we're doing another show for that. But um, where do you see generosity going from there if you can talk about it? I, when I read that document, it was, I, I genuinely, I like to laugh at um, things that I think are absurd, like absurd, absurdist kind of humor. And so the kind of goals that I wrote down were truly absurd. Mm-hmm. Like, I was kind of like, wouldn't it be, that'd be crazy. Like, it's just impossible that this would happen. Like, even being a part of PAX, I was like, there's absolutely no way this could ever, we could ever be a part of PAX. Like, could yep. never happen. And, um, and the, so I'd say that like it's essentially trying to run generosity in what made it so magical the first ones which were having these back rooms that everyone can just be so silly and everyone can you know make friends and network and play board games and just be idiots and, and it's and everything that's happening 
while also having a stage that you can raise money for charity, but like making it far, far genuinely bigger, like as in scaling it out, as in the, there are a few different ways you can kind of go. Like, could there be a two week long generosity? Maybe. Could there be a multi-stage generosity? Maybe. Could Dude, there be a different oh, way oh, Austin, Austin's of which it's beard, approached? Austin's beard is falling out as we speak. Right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> as you mentioned these. <laughs> Uh, I've I've had a, a few for about th- like two months or three months there's like a big big secret and surprise for what the next show will be you know t- like I kind of said yeah. due to COVID and, yeah. and everything there's a lot of a lot of stuff isn't happening uh, at the moment but also a lot of venues and a lot of traditional companies are changing the way that they look at how the world works and it just so happens by pure fucking luck the generosity <laughs> the live stream charity marathon which is now like the hottest thing in the you know in existence is like yeah. live stream uh remote live streaming production and everything so it's like yeah i can't give too much away only not not for anything more than it's just amazing to be when it gets revealed like i love people guessing and then it happens because i remember when we announced we we're going to be the one bad theater people were like fuck off <laughs> 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 yeah yeah um <laughs> um all right uh so we're gonna ask some quick questions from chat chat does anyone yes. have any questions for joel before we start to wrap things up here with the uh with the interview here about generosity or joel or a- a- anything at all um should be absolutely fantastic and while while chat comes up with all those sorts of things joel where can people find you uh, I'm really bad at doing this, but if you just go to Twitter and you type in L O N T R A Y, uh, you, that I have all the links to everything else I do in my Twitter. Mm-hmm. I spend too much time. Yeah. Probably update that with very slight tweaks, like once a month. Yeah. I'm always like, do these circles look good? Or should I put like black bars to separate those? Anyway. <laughs> so yeah. Go my, if you go to my Twitter, you'll find everything branching off there. So there are like different accounts that then have websites off of them and, Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, we've got a couple of questions here. One from AJ Text: Can we get a hurdy gurdy solo? Oh my god, my hurdy gurdy is like behind me. <laughs> but I, when COVID hit, I've built this whole thing, and I put the the veneer of the timber on the wheel, and then I didn't do it as well as I could have, so I stripped it, and then I have been waiting since COVID started for veneer to ship from some warehouse internationally that still hasn't arrived. And it's actually the one thing I've got like four wheels, three are 3d printed and one is made of wood and all of them waiting on this very specific type of veneer. And then only then can I actually play my hurdy go. <laughs> like I played it. I played it for like five minutes and it sounded good. And then I made the mistake of stripping the veneer only to figure out that I couldn't get it back on properly. The lyrical asks, who were you before the beard? Oh, I was Joel, the IT guy that was, I'm, I feel like I was pretty much the same, but no, Schley would be better to answer that. And Austin, maybe. No, this is such a good question. I think I was the same person now that you can imagine, but I was kind of hampered by um, wor- being worried about what people think. I was, I was so worried about what people think. Mm-hmm. And then... I think when, right around the time when I decided to leave Rain and Horn and when the first generosity and everything, I just get, like, I just was like, went full extreme. I was like, I just do not care. Yeah. Like, as in like, 
since COVID started, I'm like, I have not <laughs> shaved anything. I got patchy beard and I'm just like, yeah, I'm just happy being happy being me. <laughs> um, uh, we've got a big question here from Ash Claire. Uh, I've spent yeah. most of my nursing career working with cancer and I know when people are feeling hopeless, charities like Fuck Cancer can give those sufferers a sense of purpose as they feel like they can do something or engage with a cause to give them purpose. Have you ever considered engaging the broad community that support the cause you are supporting? That's a good question in that even, yeah, with Cure Cancer, they they said to us that they were like, it's so wild how you just operate in isolation. Like we just... We never asked for any help. We never asked to, for press releases. We never did anything kind of traditionally. I, that is an amazing question. I, I think that we should. Like, there's even today in this chat earlier when Tom popped in, I was like, Tom, come with generosity. It's almost like whoever I see pop up who's been on before or wants to, you know, who I think might be one of a part of it is in like the sites for people to get on the show. Yeah. But I, because I don't see those, those communities, I don't even think about, how we could do that that is a really good idea and Shlee's in chat and Shlee you should copy paste that down <laughs> oh we should hear that um so thank you Ash Claire um we're gonna start to wrap this up now Joel but yeah but we can't actually let you go until you do what we like to call the trains here which is the lame love and yes. hype train every podcast of ours has this by the very very first episode because they didn't inv- weren't invented back then but are you ready for this Joel you ready Yes, I'm All ready. Right. All right, first up is the lame train. Okay, Joel, what is your lame train? My lame train is RuneScape. Now, hear me out. <laughs> RuneScape came along, free to play, these kind of whole bragging about 3D graphics. <laughs> Thought it was so good with its lobsters and its rune armor and whatever it was. Meanwhile, Guinness World Record Ultima Online is sitting there. Yes, you had to buy it, but, you know, it was owned by an amazing man who designed the whole thing. I, my point is RuneScape is, is my lame train. It, everyone would always say that RuneScape was so good, and I was like, you got to play Ultima Online. Like, you have no idea what you're missing out on. And I managed to get two people to play Ultima Online, and they never looked back because they were like, this is incredible. And I'm like, yeah, welcome to the incredible... The other game that isn't free, but it's worth the money. That's my lame train. Fair enough. All right, let's roll in. about this for a while. <laughs> let's roll into the love train. Okay, Joel, what is your love train? I was, I was going to... I've been battling with a few, but obviously Ultima Online is the best <laughs> game ever. And I think that people... It's so wild to me. It's like... I know three, four people in my life who played Ultima Online. And still to this day, they're just like, there's literally nothing that has ever compared. Mm-hmm. Like, there are other games that are good and hold up on their own, but nothing has compared to how amazing Ultima Online. I was also going to say Sea Shanties and Sea of Thieves, but I think I needed to go with Ultima Online. That's my, that's my love train because it's, it's never going to stop. Yeah. Well, we always love to end on a positive note here on Game Train, so let's rock in to that hype train. Okay, Joel, what are you hyped for? I am so hyped to have a drink with you. Every (laughs) single time, every single time I've drank with you, it has been such a fun, wild (laughs) night. And 
like some of my best memories of PAX are actually those moments that I've run into you and Carl and you're like, hey, let's get a drink. I'm like, yeah, let's do it. So you you once on your own. You said, yeah. And then like even in VidCon. No, it's just drinking with you in Melbourne. Yeah, it's yeah. so much fun. Yeah. 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 I, yeah, that's that's what I'm excited about. I'm excited for, you know, the COVID numbers go down, the borders lift, you come to Sydney and you take a holiday <sighs> and you come hang out with everyone and we just drink. For, and we, we, I know, Callan, you're doing so strong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely, it's definitely um, been a time, I'll tell you that yeah. down here, but um. Oh, Joel, I just wanted to say thank you so, so much for giving up your time tonight. I know you were so busy with PAX Online. You've told me what's going on with all that at the moment, which just sounds insane. Um, of course, we've got Generosity running alongside PAX Online this year, which is crazy too. Like, for you to give up this amount of time to actually jump on here tonight and have this chat has been absolutely fantastic. So thank you so much. And thank you for all your hard work over the years for putting together Generosity. And thank you from both Carl and myself for bringing us on board after that random chat we had that day out the front of podcasts on the promenade all those years ago thank you for having me and thank you for joining like i legit when i met you and carl i was like same as when i met ryan and sam like there's certain people when i meet them i'm like play it cool and just kind of sell generosity to them as like super slow so i was like what do you think about maybe joining generosity and you're like yes let's do it and like you and carl i was like yes oh my god well, well carl and i were just lost sheep at that pax we didn't know anyone we, we knew no one back then we're just we're just there just hanging out we had no idea what the hell we were doing but um yes again thank you so much um joel and thank you to chat for hanging out tonight you guys are the best remember if you want to find um anything game train related go to um facebook facebook.com slash game train podcast we're also on instagram at game train podcast we're on twitter at game train talk of course all our live streams is on uh twitch.tv slash game train twitch and yes all our podcasts are on podbean is there anything else you'd like to say before we sign out here joel uh everyone look after yourselves and be kind to each other and tell everyone that you love that you love them and Mm -hmm. Uh, also, no, that's good enough. I should leave it there. I okay. can't think of anything better. That's pretty good. Awesome. <laughs> and this has been Game Train, the platform with Joel Rennie.